What's going on, guys? This is Daniel, the creator. Here we are again with another city image. Mm. Mm. My, my, my. What a special episode we have today. Hey, hey, my God. hey. Over to my far left, <laughs> tell me who you are. I am Bryant, the theological giant. Mm. Ever pleased to be with you. Mm. Yes. Don't call him Bryant. <laughs> say his full name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then over name, to the right of Bryant, stop, who we got? Stop. Who we got? <laughs> <laughs> What up, y'all? It's your boy, Rich the mm, Husband, mm. in the building. My, my, my. Just feeling victorious today. Yeah. Yes. It's a victorious kind of day. It's really cold out. Super mm. cold. For, for no reason. Mm. Yeah. No reason. I have been outside today, so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't. Unless you have to. <laughs> yeah. First, well, first on our agenda, guys... You didn't it's tell them who you are, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh. First on the agenda is... <laughs> well, who I are I, you? I think I opened it up with... Uh, Daniel the Creator. Oh, did you? I did. I did. I did. I did. Damn. Okay. Did I miss I did. that? It's okay. I it's okay. It. No I was sidetracked by Brian singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, big, big announcement. Big things. Announcement, mm. but it's uh, it's official. Wow. It's been one year. One Man. year. One year. And what a year it's been. Yeah, what a year. Honestly, what a year. I didn't think we was going to make it. <laughs> Yo. Mama, we made it. Yeah, we made it a year into this it's thing, a, man. It's a testament to the Lord's grace. Come yeah. on. That's all Jesus Christ. Mm. Really? And um, what are we like, 20, 21 episodes in? Uh, Some, uh, 21, I think this is 21. Wow. We're legal. Yeah. We're legal. Mm-hmm. You drink. Drink water. <laughs> <laughs> Start drinking alcohol on city. Stop. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, and I mean, man, if you. Look back to that first uh, episode we did. Oh my goodness! <laughs> talking about, and not even just what we were talking about, but if you saw the picture, there was a picture the, the somewhere picture floating around on that setup <laughs> with an upside down clothes hamper, Yo, cardboard listen, boxes, we had cardboard boxes for like mic stands. <laughs> listen, by any means Man. necessary. Yo, <laughs> that's when you know goodness. you're committed. If you can, yeah. if you can make it through the card box phase. Cardboard box. Videos. That first episode, I didn't even turn my mic on. Yes. When we recorded. <laughs> yes. And we thought that it was going through the laptop. It wasn't even. It through. wasn't. Oh, it man. It wasn't. Woo. Listen, we wouldn't be mad if you would just start later in the episodes. If you're going back. Yeah. Episodes, yeah. You don't got to go you know, all the way back. You start by like episode four or five. You know. It's good stuff, man. We hit a rhythm. <laughs> yeah. That's when we hit a rhythm. That's when we get the sound mostly down pat by then. Yeah. <laughs> there was that one episode where like <laughs> we... <laughs> We had only one mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, just, we had one mic. Yo, for the longest while, we didn't even have pop filters. Nothing. This dude, like, every time he's talking, he's like, yo, like, so yo what is this? <laughs> yeah, it was so much love. Oh, man. Now we're on camera. I know. Now we're on camera. God, the glow up you know is real. Saying? We got stands. We got, we got microphones. We got guests. Oh, yes. guess. We didn't. We're guests. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was like, yo, when Rasul came on, I was like, dude, please, please yo, Rasul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you for gracing us because <laughs> we don't deserve you. So, thank you to all the guests, actually. Thanks. Thank you for all the game. Who, who, who's your favorite people? Favorite guests, man. Dang. I mean, they're all great, they're all great, yeah, they're all great, man. They've all contributed, I mean, so much. I, what, yeah. what, what more can we say about Lord S? 
Yeah. My goodness. Lord, the unofficial really? fourth member. Yeah. Of the unofficial City fourth image. member of you know? City Image. Um, Listen. Yeah, man. Now she's um, awesome. I mean, obviously, I you know I know her outside of City Image, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, the all the, female takeover. Oh, the all female yeah. takeover was with, crazy with uh, Yvonne Lourdes mm-hmm. and um, Tarsha. Tarsha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was lit. Mm-hmm. It was Carvins. Oh, such a good who's about to go on a oh, national tour. As George Washington. As George Washington. On Hamilton, bro. On Hamilton. Yo, congrats, brother. Yes. But super huge shout out. City Image shout out to the man, Carvin, mm, yeah. the song. Now, we definitely didn't deserve him. Oh. <laughs> that, that's Jesus. <laughs> that was Jesus. That he knows my name. He's the guy I tell people I know. Yeah, that's when you just you just know people that know people, man. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, um, that's the homie. Yeah. Um, oh, big shout out to Andy, man. Andy. Yes. Just coming to Young Nassau County. Young Nassau County, man. I really appreciate all of his insights, man. It's always good to have another pastor on here. Um, A resident white boy. Yeah. That's woke. Mad woke. (laughs) Our our resident woke white boy. Caffeinated. (laughs) We need that. Yeah, I really appreciated that. Uh, Obviously, you know, the the pastors of Bridge, Russell, Mm. James coming through, the white evangelicalism. Yes, Yes. that whole series was great. If you haven't listened to it, show back. Yeah, man. So many great memories, man, and we've um, just been so honored just to have the opportunity to speak into your lives. Yeah. Man, we don't yeah. take it for granted that you give us the opportunity to do that. You know, you listen to a whole episode that's anywhere from anywhere from forty five minutes to an hour of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, and you choose to do that is a great honor to us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so yeah. we we don't take it lightly. Um, we're just I feel like we're just beginning. I feel like we're yeah. just now hitting our stride. Right. I agree. And um yeah. We've got so many um aspirations and, and visions for this thing that that we're taking this thing to and um yeah, it, it it's it's just like sit back and enjoy the ride. because um, we're we're going places, man, and it's been such an honor. We've gotten such great feedback yeah. over the episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, man, we're not like the most listened to podcasts. But our core fan base (laughs) is loyal, loyal, man. (laughs) Got some diehard fans. Got some diehard fans, man, that rock with us and continue to give us great feedback. And that's an encouragement. Mm -hmm. It's encouragement. Every time you come back and say, man, that episode really, you know, um, impacted me in this way. And even if you disagree with something that was said and just interacting with it, it just propels us forward to give us the motivation to to lock in and continue to produce. Mm -hmm. So it's been fantastic. Yeah. First year down. <clears throat> Shout out to everybody who listens. All the uh, if you've ever listened to a City Image episode, we just thank you. Um, you know, we put a lot of work and effort to try to make sure we're bringing content that's relevant, um, and we will continue to do so going into the future. So, just want to appreciate if you ever been a guest or a listener, or supported us in any way, shared or you know told somebody about it. Much love to that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I mean you know, echoing what these guys said, the the vision is big definitely goes beyond our capacity much love but um <laughs> yeah and so i mean as I mean as a matter of fact if if hey if i'm just gonna i'm, just, I'm gonna pitch this right now okay, okay go ahead pitch it i haven't i haven't conferred with these guys in the, but if you can, are, are an editor oh video, man anything and you want to need help sir. contribute yeah, yeah. Mm. feel free hit, hit us up yeah what's, I mean, what's the email City Image Podcast at Gmail dot com. Podcast at Gmail dot com. But real talk, I mean, yeah, we do. I mean, we do have our weaknesses, and mm. um, 
Yes, yes we do. Organization is one of them. <laughs> if you're mad, organized. Yeah, if you're an organized city image podcast at gmail.com. And, 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 and we're laughing right now, but we're dead serious. Yeah, super like serious. Like if you have a passion, if you love what we do, and you want to come alongside us and help us to just organize in terms of like planning ahead and yeah. setting out dates and knowing what we're doing. Um, because we're we're very much quasi last minute people, <laughs> quasi quasi, quasi. <laughs> quasi. Uh, except for Black Panther. Black Panther, we came fully loaded <laughs> with the we had notes. You we had notes. notes. <laughs> we were ready to go on yes, that one. Absolutely, um, you have to be. Yeah, but we we definitely are looking to partner with people who have different gift things mm. than we have and yeah. can help us to um, be better. And that's primarily in, in in the area of editing and and someone to help, kind of like. Be a manager yeah. type like person, administrative kind Admin- of person, administrative type person. Yeah. So, so if that's you and you would like to help further the vision, join the team. Yeah, for City Image, for sure. definitely reach out to us. Yeah, and so um, just to let you know, this is not a paid position at this point. Mm. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer: This position is not paid. This you know, is... hopefully, we, we're trying to blow up, and you know, when we get the 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 loot, it will be. But you know, someone just just right now just has the passion and loves what we do and wants to see us um, hit. Our, our stride in a greater way and just become just better and better mm. at what we do. So, for awesome. sure. Well, guys, um, now that we're done with our pitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the one year date is March 15th, just to let y'all know. One year. One year in. One year. So, by the time you're listening to this, yeah. It would have been a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because this ain't coming out. This ain't coming out this week. <laughs> um, much love, guys. So, yeah. um, all right, coming out of this segment. We're going to come back and tackle the issue, huge issues around church hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm, Brian takes a swig. Mm-hmm. Church hurt and what is that? Reconciliation. Just a lot there, guys. So stay tuned as we yeah. dive in to this next segment. What's going on, guys? This is City Image, and this is Daniel, the creator. And it's your boy, Young Flatbush. And Bryant, the Theological Giant. We just want to thank you so much for all the support that you've shown us thus far. But we just wanted to ask you guys to remember, if you haven't already, to like us, share the content. If it's blessed your soul, uh, subscribe, review us on iTunes. We're also on Google Play. And if you want to keep up with us on social media, you can check us out on Facebook, City Image. We're also The City Image on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can hit us up at cityimagepodcast at gmail.com. And again, thank you for the support. Peace. All right, guys. Yes. We're back. Mm-hmm. 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 City Image. Tackling issue of church hurt church hurt mm. <laughs> so guys uh, let's just start off do we have any personal stories which one regarding oh, church man. hurt <laughs> yeah I'm going to my archive right now yeah, hold on. Which one google search in my brain <laughs> which one do I want to put out pull right out? yeah um, yeah um I mean, if I was I can't, I'm not going to go into details and, okay. and name names but just suffice to say yes I've experienced church hurt um why don't you talk about what do you mean when you say church hurt? Yeah, um, I mean I've been hurt by a church. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I love the way you define it. It was very detailed. You didn't just reword the words around. I love that. Um, so maybe we should start yeah, with a working definition. Yeah, I mean, and and by that I mean I have sustained like ongoing pain and trauma, disappointment. Um, 
from interactions with people that I've had in church, mm-hmm. whether that means lay people, uh, leaders, other Christians who may, you know, who may not have even gone to my church, but uh, we know that in the body of Christ, um, mm-hmm. I think I would define church hurt as any type of hurt that is ongoing by someone who professes to be a Christian and in the Christian context, like it was like, not just someone who's a Christian who hurt you, but Mm -hmm. like it's within the context of a church setting or Uh like maybe, I don't know, maybe you watched a televangelist on TV and you got disappointed by, you know, maybe you bought into the prosperity gospel, didn't work out Mm -hmm. anything like that, where you can discern that the church has let you down in a way that hurts you. Yeah. Um, that's how I would define yeah, it. It's a state of being. It's a state of yeah. being. Not just an isolated yeah. event. Yeah, not like an isolated event that maybe there was some someone, some conflict arises. Because that happens literally in every church at yeah, all times. It's happening right now. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of times conflicts can be um, quickly resolved and people can move on. But I'm talking about a conflict that may not have been resolved, revolved, um, may not have been resolved (laughs) you got it got it it. (laughs) and um there's an ongoing state of being of disappointment Mm -hmm. hurt um and that that affects you in different ways um long long after the event has taken place Mm -hmm. yeah and so um i've i've had that and i've dealt with that and um been hurt by lay people leaders and um have been in places where uh, I have wrestled with forgiveness, wrestled with what reconciliation looks like, even when there's disagreement on the offense or the nature of the offense, um, or if there even was an offense. And um, it's been a wound that has caused me to um, really press into the Lord and seek my own forgiveness sometimes for the bitterness that I've held on to. And um, it's been a sanctifying thing in my life to have to work through a lot of that. Um, And so I can speak firsthand from like being majorly disappointed and let down and bitter and upset and not wanting to do much with church folk for a little bit. Um, uh, in 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 different ways so i mean i can give particular examples but i don't know maybe maybe later on no that's good Mm. yeah nope (laughs) brian the vague giant (laughs) keep it vague yeah don't hurt nobody um man i've had a lot of church hurt i've been to a lot of jacked up churches um jacked up meaning like um you know leaders who just kind of operated from a more of an emotional space than from a biblical basis. Um, you know, just coming up, being a part of a lot of different ministries I've been, uh, either me or just my family has just been, um, you know, just, uh, manipulated from the pulpit, um, talked about, um, I've had a lot of, uh, gossipers, Hmm. um, and leaders that didn't step in to guard against that. Um, you know, it's almost like a kid that keeps punching you in the face in class and you tell the teacher and the teacher doesn't do anything. Hmm. Um, yeah, just a lot of that. Um, yeah, I just felt very, I didn't, 
I didn't feel like I could be vulnerable in a lot of these places because a lot of my stories would end up becoming things that, you know, would be today's news at the church. Um, and so I've experienced some deep distrust. And I think um, why we made sure to make that distinction about church hurt being the state of being is that, you know, an offense is not, you know, if it's a when you're going to, if if you're a part of a church right now and you have yeah. not experienced church hurt, it's coming. Okay. Yes. Now, sorry, you, you, what's coming is hurt by someone who is a Christian in your church. That's going to happen. Yeah. Now, church hurt is this state of being where it's just like you have entered into a place where you are, you have a, um, a, a, a level of trust that is diminishing every day yeah. um, with your body of believers that you belong to. And that takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes repeated blows um, that go unchecked and unspoken about that kind of leads you to this place where you just start to decay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've been in that place. And the, the horrible thing about church hurt is that it affects the whole body. Um, Absolutely. Like when you're in a state of church hurt, you don't just lose trust with, you know, Ebenezer Baptist Fellowship dot com. <laughs> right. You I hope that's not a real website. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> no, my apologies to that church. I completely came up with that off the dome. Um it's because you actually lose, you know, your trust with the whole Christian church, yeah. you know, just as a whole. Cause it's like, yo, this is supposed to be the people that, yeah. you know, Christ representatives here. These are the ambassadors that I have to, you know, deal with. And you yeah. know what? Christ can't be that great. Yeah. And that's what I run into every day, you know? So yeah, man, I've been involved with church hurt and it's, and it's hurt me. And I've, I've actually had stints of even it rocking my faith. You know, and just be yeah. feeling like, you know what, screw Jesus, Absolutely. you know, and just like, you know, forget this whole thing. And, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, something I've worked through. Mm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, I've, I've definitely have ex- experiences with church. not you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, dang the creator can't have church hurt. <laughs> with a uh, church hurt, uh, being offended, um, even by church leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so I was a worship leader at this one church. Um, this was years ago and, um, the pastor told me he, that he doesn't believe that I worship the same Jesus that he does. Mm, you got the other <laughs> Jesus. Wow. And it's crazy cause I was leading worship, but you know, um, yeah, I, I think by God's grace, I just, I was always able to see, not see that as an, an attributed to like God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which oftentimes happens, especially yeah. if you don't know that there's more, you know, to experience in, in yeah. the church and stuff. And so, um, so by God's grace, it, it's been that for me, but yeah, there's lots of stories of conflict and lots of stories of issues and, um, yeah. So church hurt is real. It's real. And, uh, oftentimes I've seen it really affect people, um, in a very negative way. Um, cause I mean, you know, for someone like us, right, we can experience conflict in the church um, but for someone who, and, and so we can experience conflict and generally be able to get through it. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, because there's a worldview, there's a grounding and an right. understanding of the, of the meaning of the church and the necessity mm-hmm. of the church yeah. Yeah. that kind of propels us to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas there are lots of Christians who kind of don't have that foundation. Right. Yeah. And, and, and mm-hmm. even being in the church world, like we know of like five other healthy churches 
right? Yeah. That if we had to go to, yeah, for whatever reason, we could. Mm-hmm. I think for a lot of people, they don't even know that churches like our church exists. Yeah, right. So they experience like many churches that that are out there, and think that's all it is. Yeah, you know, televangelists is all it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, money seeking churches are all there are. Yes. You know, and they don't um, see um, or understand the value of of church and, and see churches outside of that. And so, um, yeah, church church becomes the full view of how they see church. Yeah. You know, very sad. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, even moving on from that. So, uh, I have this question here. Why does church hurt exist? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> church hurts, church hurt exists because hurt exists. Yes. And, um, the church is made up of people and, we are called to echo God's character, um, but unfortunately, due to sin, we don't sometimes. And God doesn't change. We change. God doesn't sin. We sin. And um, God is always there for you. We're not. Um, and it's just the nature of being in relationship with another human being. Um, you'll experience church hurt. And I think... <clears throat> you will be hurt by the church, not necessarily be put in this state of decay. But one thing that we just have to acknowledge is that when you walk into a church building, you know, um, you know, Keller, Tim Keller, you know, puts it really well. It's just like, you know, church is not a museum for the saints. It's a hospital for the sick. And when we have that mentality, because sometimes I feel like we walk into the church and we feel like we're yes. transported to another dimension. Yes. We're in our Yeah. Where it's just like, yes. okay, these aren't human beings anymore. And yes. we have to humanize the humans that mm. are in that church building. We are striving mm. for holiness, but we are also, you know, daily being sanctified and, and moved towards this image of Christ. But we falter. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have to extend grace, um, to leaders, to, you know, members, to, you know, just the people in your community, <clears throat> because conflict is an essential part of relationship. Conflict is an essential part of relationship. If you don't have conflict, you actually don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. so once you put yourself in a position where you're in a body of people, um, it's just something to experience. So that's one layer. And that's not to say that yeah. that's an excuse by any right. means. And yeah. we're going to get into right. the responsibility aspect you yeah. know, probably later on in this episode. But you have to start off with this mentality that hurt is coming. It's not yeah. if it's when. Right. And I, you are also one who hurts. Yes. Right? So yeah. and, it's all of us. And so <clears throat> let me even jump in there. So they know that's a good basis for us to have. Um, you know, as understanding as people, we will hurt people. Yeah. yeah. We will be hurt. But now what do we do when the church situation as a whole is unhealthy? Yeah. Yeah. And so just to jump into that, I think mm-hmm. another aspect that we want to factor in is that we also have an enemy. Come on. Lucifer. Yeah. Who implants wolves. Yeah. Masked as sheep in mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. Right. So there are lots of churches out there with, um, Leadership sent from hell, mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. and um, false teachers prop up, false shepherds prop pop up, yeah. and they hurt. So there's the legitimate hurt that you can get from a true man or woman of God, yeah, right, right from leadership or the congregation, and then there is hurt that you can get from Lucifer doing what he can to mm. damage the church, to make make the church a place of. Um, 
just pain and conflict and to mar the gospel, mar the witness of Christ. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, sometimes people walk into these churches and they don't know that they're getting themselves into a situation where, you know, Lucifer is is working behind the scenes, um, masking himself, as Paul says, as an angel of light. And they end up getting hurt really badly. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ungodly, straight up ungodly leadership out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I've been fortunate enough not to, I don't think have been, been a part of any church like that, mm-hmm. but they are out there mm-hmm. and there's real abuse that takes place, yeah. Yeah. whether it's sexual, verbal, mm-hmm. you know, real pain, real like dilapidating type things that hurt to the core. Right. And yeah. so I think we also want to, know that not everything that is called the church is the true church right yeah. so there's the visible church and the invisible church which which god um theologians talk about the invisible church is those who've really been saved and really have been sanctified but there hasn't been a separating of wheat and tears yet mm-hmm. um there ha- there's still t- um tears that grow up with the wheat and yeah. sometimes it's not really discernible and you walk into a particular context and depending on where this church is going, if it's fully submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ or not, you know, you have a greater chance of experiencing some real church hurt there. Yeah. That's a great point, man. Yeah. And so, um, even from there, now we have someone who, um, is in church hurt right now, or maybe they're in a state of church hurt. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're at a, a place like that. What do we say for someone in that context? Well, I think Bryant kind of laid a really good foundation with his just last response. Like if you're in an environment where you are being hurt and you have gone to the person who's hurt you and you discern that, man, this person is submitted to the Bible. The Bible would be the standard by which you would judge that person. And just like, man, this was an accident. This is something they just weren't aware of. This is just a part of their character. They're working through. They've confessed to, um, you know, just kind of how they are um, trying to improve in that area. You hear brokenness in them. You know, they're very apologetic. They, they're they asking you how they can do better. They're bringing you alongside of them. Just like, man, how can I never have this happen again? You can, yeah. you know, real contrition, just like real like, man, I'm sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there are other situations when the person doubles down on yeah. Yeah. what they did. And makes you out to be the problem. So, Danny, kind of in your situation, when homeboy is like, yo, not only did I might not apologize, I'm actually telling you, you serve a different Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. So to me, there's a big difference between like being hurt by somebody in the church and then being abused. Mm -hmm. Right. Abuse is a state. Mm -hmm. Right. This is a state of just like, man, our relationship is defined by you hurting me. Mm -hmm. Like I have a wife. I hurt her. She hurts me. It's just the nature of being married. But neither of us is abused, right? We're not, our relationship isn't defined by the hurt. Mm -hmm. Hurt happens, but it's not defined by it. Mm -hmm. There are some of us in relationships with our church leaders where the the relationship is defined by the hurt and you are in a state of abuse. And I don't, and if you are in a position where you have gone to the leaders or you've gone to the person and, um, you know, especially the leadership and they've doubled down on why they yeah. hurt you and they're not apologetic and they're not looking for ways that they cannot hurt you anymore. And it's almost like, look, if you don't get with the program, then, you know, you're yeah. the problem. Leave. 
Mm. Just straight up. Like, you are not at a church. You are not at a a community who is, like, submitted to Jesus and is looking um, to love others. You are at an organization that is putting their agenda over its people. And, yeah, I mean, you are... You are being abused. Mm. Yeah. 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 And obviously we'll say it's situations, you know, vary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're giving Joe a general, um, sure. yeah, general things, but to, to nuance that, I mean, I mean, things get so tricky. I mean, sometimes you have people who quote unquote repent and abuse still happens. Right. True. Right. Yeah. So you have to really be wise, man. Not every verbal affirmation that I've done, I've done wrong and mm-hmm. every sort of repentance is real and true. Mm-hmm. And so there's a wisdom in protecting yourself. Um, and I, again, I think you want to be in that context and give the leaders ch- a chance to prove that the repentance is real yeah. or people who, or maybe lay people who offended you prove that it's real. Right. Um, and of course, guard yourself. But you also want to be aware and not simply let down your guard um, because a verbal sort of, yeah, that was wrong, what right. happens, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because abuse can still happen and people can have this false sense of I've owned it and repented of it, but they have no real intention mm-hmm. of changing. Yeah. And yeah. so I think a, a takeaway is that conflict in and of itself does not mark abuse. Correct. Yeah. Right. But um, how, how does the, the, the offender handle when you, when you talk to them about it? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah so absolutely. It's a key, yeah. key factor. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so now someone, let's say, all right, someone's hurt. Right there, this has already happened. Church hurt. They left the church. Mm-hmm. They join another church. Yeah. Right, and they're having a hard time integrating into that community or that church because of the church hurt they experienced. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that happens all the time. <clears throat> you know, we, you know, all of us here, we live in Brooklyn and Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. And uh, man, <laughs> I do a a significant amount of interaction with the people in my community and um man the number one thing that i get just you know one of the questions i've learned to dread is like yo so like what do you do i'm like oh man <laughs> i gotta tell my pastor my pastor oh <laughs> let me tell you about the church okay <laughs> church nasty you know and it's just like um you know it man so many people out there are just they have given up on church completely, not even gone to another one. Yep. They are just yeah, like, right. forget the whole joint. I'm about yeah. to just watch YouTube yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. going to listen to the radio. Um, so there's a lot of people just kind of swearing off the whole idea of church. Um, and the problem with that is that they have taken their experience and started ascribing it to the whole body. Right. And so it's, it, it's the equivalent of just being like, Hey, you know, I got with this girl and or I got with this guy and it didn't work out. So I'm just done dating. You know, I'm just done being with people. And we all do that. Right. Yeah. We're just like, you know what? I just need to be me. I'm going to do me right now, girl, because yeah. I ain't trying to get with nobody. Uh, <clears throat> same thing for dudes. Right. And so there is that period. And I can understand there's grace for that. I understand that. But logically, we know that the experience that you had is something that's unique. Now, the crazy part about that statement is that on the flip side, a lot of churches um, are are there are definitely a great number of unhealthy churches and they can be unhealthy in the same way. Yeah. And there, it could be that this person goes into another community and they are, you know, 
hurt they end up hurting them in kind of the same way and that's why we have to be so careful and this is when i put my pastor hat on and i'm just like making a plea to those in leadership like we are ambassadors for christ and and as church leaders we bear the burden of representing church right and so we have to make sure that we are steadfast in our quest to represent jesus well because we are we have people's trust people put their lives on display for us they they come to these you know confessions and they tell us about their lives they depend on us like it is not a light thing to have someone submit to your leadership in a church it is a very heavy thing that you must take with a with huge doses of compassion huge doses of responsibility and when you don't do that you do um mar the name of of church and things like that and so you do hurt the person you do hurt them going forward because they can ascribe that to other churches and as much as that's not right and as much as that's not realistic because you know you're one church you do have to have that responsibility you have to treat it like man this could be their last church experience you know what they think about us could be what they think about everybody and like i said that's not logical and it's not right but it's true mm-hmm. yeah and just a um your question of like if they're in that situation and they can't quite find a new church and they're having a, a difficult time kind of functioning um i think and, and by that, I, I assume like just kind of diving into the body and kind of having those real close relationships because of like fear. Yeah. You kind of mean that? Yeah. yeah I, man, I would just um, plead with that person to make a cognizant effort to talk with people to work through that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that I don't know if it's counseling or you find a pastor you can trust. Or maybe, I don't know, you find some Christians you can trust if you can find. But there are people out there that you can trust and you make this cons- you 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 make a effort to talk through that because I do think in that moment that is the enemy trying to rob you of the full blessedness of community. Mm-hmm. And there is always going to be hurt and pain and disappointment, but there is blessing upon blessing mm-hmm. for those who dive into community and Obviously, I mean, if, listen, if if you're a little bit guarded, that's OK. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be open to everybody. And just as soon as you meet right. someone and you just, you know, you dive into this really deep relationship. Right. I don't think that's realistic or necessarily healthy. But if you are hurt to the point where you cannot, you know, you, you have trouble making friends, you know, you're not pursuing that um, you you are really guarded to the point you don't want to have any level of vulnerability like yes please work through those issues because there's going to be blessing god it's a means of grace god gives us grace through community and the restoration that comes from being real and open and confessing sin and being vulnerable even though it might only be a few people you can do that with there's great um power and restoration and healing and that's one of the ways that God does that is through is through people um, and people with spiritual gifts. The Holy Spirit gives them whether they can speak truth in a, in a word of knowledge to you or break down scripture to you, shepherd you in some way. And so you really need to um, make that concerted effort to have those relationships and whatever is hindering that you should attack that. And, 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 and I don't want to sound like, you know, condemning that person because I know that's hard. 
You know what I mean? And it might take a while, might take years even, but don't just be happy with that state of being. Like, don't just be like, all right, this is how I am. And, you know, I'm just not going to ever be with church folk. Like, make an effort to attack that because there's a storehouse of blessing on the other side of being able to um, come to a place of trustworthiness with saints who really love God. Um, Not to say that they'll never disappoint you or hurt you, but they can, it can be a great place of restoration and there's a need to fight for that. Mm. That's good. That's good. And um, yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about just conflict in general, you know, um, but I I have a question. So maybe now flipping over to the leader side, Mm. what do you experience in terms of uh, being a leader of a church Mm. and church and being inspiring church hurt? Yeah, so I know you probably never heard this before, but church hurt goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And um That's real. I as a as someone who has been a member of a church, we started at the top of the show. I've experienced church hurt. As a pastor, I've experienced ten times that hurt. Mm-hmm. And um I know it's not something that gets uh a lot of play and it shouldn't either because I don't I think more people are getting hurt, you know, by pastors. And I think we were more responsible, but, um, man, I experienced a ton of church hurt just being a leader. Um, I think there's also this, you know, we talked about humanizing the people in your church. There are many times where I don't feel humanized. Um, Hmm. there are many times where I feel like people look at pastor as perfection and, or like I can take it. Um, Hmm. and they just unload, um, yeah, sometimes real. just venomous, hmm. um, kind of rhetoric, uh, or, you know, they have no tact. Um, and it, you know, at, you know, the, I'm kind of about two, just over two years in the game. So I definitely consider myself still a rookie here. And so you're hearing from someone who's a young pastor and as a young pastor, I have not yet grown the callousness not callous meaning cold but like just the grit to kind of push through it all the Mm. time that i see a lot of my older counterparts have like they've Mm. got rhino skin sometimes just and it's developed uh from hurt over years wow that stuff just doesn't phase them and i'm like yo how do you how do you just not get phased by that and they're just like man the lord has been working for years to protect me from from Mm. that and I'm still developing. I've got like giraffe skin. <laughs> I got, I got some, you just got some human skin. Yeah, yeah, just, you got baby skin. <laughs> I'm still using the dove. <laughs> the dove so, um, yeah. And so, man, I've spent a lot of time going to God and just, man, how can I continue to love my congregation despite, or just people in my congregation, despite, you know, what has happened to me. And so, um, church hurt goes both ways. Mm. Pastors, leaders, um, experience church hurt just as much if not more you know um and it is a real thing continue to pray for your leaders if you're a part of a church pray for them because Mm -hmm. they go through stuff take it from me for myself we go through it um we are on the receiving end of a lot of punches um and so yeah we we also have to humanize our congregation and remember they are sinners and they are in need of grace and in the same way that we hurt them they hurt us and we also must um come to them and have those hard conversations like hey 
you know, it's almost embarrassing for me at first when yeah. I was like, man, I'm a pastor. I need to go to somebody and say they hurt me. Nah, yeah, I should. I'm cool. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a leader. Like, I, yeah, I'm word. designed to take this. But nah, like, we. I've had some really good environments where I've gone to the person and said, hey, this was hurtful when you said, you know, this and that, because it was good to, for them to see it kind of lived out. It's one thing for me to say, this is what you should do. It's another thing for me to do it. Um, and on the flip side, I've had really good conversations with people coming to me and just being like, yo, you hurt me. And so I appreciated yeah. them humanizing me in that mm, moment yeah. and just saying, hey, rather than just being bitter and just, you know, saying, ah, oh, this church sucks. You know, they came to me and they were like, yo, man, this 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 thing really hurt me. And the first thing I always do is just thank them because you could just be another bitter member. Mm-hmm. But instead, you came yeah. and you spoke with me and we we hashed it out like adults mm-hmm. and, and as brothers and sisters. So, um, yeah, from the leadership side, that's something that's incredible um, to see having been on both ends now. Um but I'm sure you guys too have just been in leadership positions and just experienced, you know, what it means to be hmm. on top right. and also get hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And that was one of the things I was going to say is that, you know, I, I'm not a pastor, but I've been in leadership positions, um, you know, leading people. And yeah, I think the same thing. I, I've been hurt tremendously by people. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like they would neither like, think of anything about it or or whatever or and especially like when you're in conflict with people that you're um that you're leading but then like they are to the point where um they just do things i mean i think there's another thing as a leader like you actually get hurt when people don't do the right thing <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. which is a weird dynamic but it's like yo i'm sure. like you're, you're with them you're walking with them you're caring for them and then something happens and yeah you know they're upset and then they're they're ready to leave the church and you're just like broken over it yeah you know what i mean that Super kind of thing broken. is uh real and serious i think it, that was when i was like man pastors i don't know how they do it you know mm. yeah the the assumption i think is that because there's a power dynamic here and the you know right. the, the elders have the power there's just an assumption that you can just take more punishment i don't even know (laughs) i don't even know how we make that logical conclusion but authority punishment authority is just like you should be able to take this right like if you've taken on the mantle of being my leader you should also take on the mantle of taking the blows and the punches yeah and uh, you know and we're happy to in in that but it also wears yeah absolutely because there's at that point uh a dehumanizing to to use your word like Mm -hmm. You're still a real person with yes. real feelings, yes. fallible, yes. <laughs> making mistakes, learning yes. and growing at the same time. Yeah. And and I think sometimes we think that now that you've taken on the mantle of elder, you should have a lot of things been worked out in your life. Right. <laughs> not just, you know, not just simply vision for the church and stuff, but maturity issues and all yeah. that. And it's like, no, your elder is still yeah. <laughs> maturing. Yeah. He's still yeah. growing, still learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there is the sense in which, I mean, if we um, sort of expect Christians to be perfect when we walk into the church, it's even more so for elders. Yeah. Mm. Like there's just this like, you guys, <laughs> there's no excuse for you not having it together or, it, or any perception that I might have of you not and so there's a maybe more of a harshness that takes the you know place when there's 
the need to talk about an issue or confront or whatever. But we mm-hmm. definitely have to remember that they're, 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 they are people um, flawed um, mm-hmm. who yeah. God has called to do a work mm-hmm. and is equipping them to do the work and they, they can be hurt too. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. Absolutely. And so even continuing to talk about, you know, conflict, um, going back to this fictional person that we're following along, um, <laughs> you know, so I think one thing that we said earlier is that, you know, if you are in a church, you will experience conflict. Yes. A church is a community of broken people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone is broken. And so um, even healthy, con- like even so since conflict will happen, the, the, the thing is, how do we actually set a framework and a foundation for what, um, how to deal with it and what reconciliation looks like, right? Um, so first off, do you guys have any con- good conflict stories? Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. Um, on, <clears throat> you know, just kind of being in leadership, I kind of talked about it before, but there have been many people who have recognized that they have been hurt by me and have approached me with humility and with directness Mm -hmm. and with love and just been like my brother, like my brother, you, it's like, man, they, the way they came to me was on some like value. Like they valued the relationship so much that they were like, yo, this hurt is harming my ability to enjoy the relationship that we have. So we have to talk about this. We got to work it out so that we can get back to just being in the, blissful state of our relationship and Mm -hmm. and that really just spoke to me that they considered that relationship so valuable that they ran to conflict because conflict was what is going to help us to reach a reconciliation state Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course reconciliation is just restoring the relationship back to you know where it was before the incident and um, what a beautiful ministry we have in that Um, and I've had a lot of people even work that ministry with me um and and in in reciprocated like there are times where i've gone to people in conflict um and i've just expressed hey this is the thing you're doing this is not right it's hurtful to someone else it's hurtful to me and have them receive it like thank you you know i'm going to work on that how can i you know anytime you get invited into the into the fixing process is Mm -hmm. always a good place to be in terms of reconciliation. Like when someone values the fact that you pointed out a flaw invites you into the process of them addressing said flaw. Um, it's just a very healthy response. Um, and I've been grateful that I'm at a church where people get it. Like for the most part, people at our church get, um, conflict and reconciliation and, and forgiveness. And they're just like, man, like I really want to address this. Most of the time I'm dealing with, in conversation with people around around an incident or fault mm-hmm. um they have been um very apologetic and um very open to change mm-hmm. yeah i would just echo that mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, no nothing real to add i mean i yeah. i've had positive um times where i've just entered into conflict and we've been able to reconcile right away um and Sometimes arguments have been real serious and we've been able to reconcile right away. But I've also had, you know, and or, or have um, situations where maybe no, maybe reconciliation hasn't taken place yet, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's real, too. Um, and that's where things get more complicated. Right. Yeah. And I mean, even for me, like I've had I have, you know, many stories 
um, of reconciliation going well, right? Um, yeah. Which is actually something that was new to me, mm. um, especially coming to Bridge. Uh, like I, you know, coming from a, a place where I was hurt and church hurt, and you know, we actually didn't uh, talk about things you know like that like you know what i'm saying we don't talk about problems, we don't talk about yeah. issues you know or or issues that we might have with each other and so mm-hmm. coming into a space where um that was expected of me yeah and then that was something where i was you know directed to do um i just was able to see like god's grace in that you know what i'm saying to see god actually working in the hearts of people to um be able to say to apologize mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? That's huge. <laughs> That's huge. And then, you know, yeah. on the other side, on the flip side of that, there are situations that I've been in and, you know, I'm in where um, reconciliation is not really, it's it's still an issue, right? Yeah. And how to, getting past that is still an issue, getting past those things and situations. But I also want to go into, like, the importance of fighting for this yeah. idea of unity, fighting for yeah. um, relationship. And um, we were talking about before about the goal of reconciliation or by definition, reconciliation is going back to the way things were before mm-hmm. the offense. Yeah. And not only that, but reconciliation is actually the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Where possible. And so I think, um, you know, we have a, a scriptures that really bring this out of the importance of, um, you know, just, I mean, let's just read it. So. It's Colossians 3.13, right? Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Ephesians 4.2. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Yeah. Right? Second Corinthians 5.18-21. Uh, Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself mm-hmm. through Christ. And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us. Yes. We plead on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. Mm-hmm. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Yeah. And I mean that scripture just particularly is very, very strong when it talks about the same way God is putting forth so much effort to reconcile the world to himself. Yeah. He's entrusted us with that same message mm-hmm. and the same ability to reach out to reconcile with those who we may have problems with. And I can guarantee you that our problems <laughs> generally, our problems with people are probably a lot less than yeah. We talk about God's problem with, with us. Come on. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and just even Matthew 5, 23, 24, mm-hmm. Jesus is speaking. So if you are offering your gift on the altar and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. Mm-hmm. First go and be reconciled with your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. And so this text just beautifully um, just highlighting how much God prioritizes loving mm-hmm. people over the quote-unquote sacrifices we can have in ministry mm-hmm. um and i think sometimes we can see that okay well we can deceive ourselves rather into thinking all right i'm serving i'm gonna play the piano or whatever i'm just doing a whole bunch of things that's church and and um there's this 
idea which God is like, I, I do not want this from you while there is this brokenness that exists mm-hmm. and um, yeah. r- reconciliation is not being pursued yeah. in, in any way, shape, or form. And there's this understanding of not even if like someone has offended you, but you remember that you've offended someone else. Mm-hmm. And like the, you need to be proactive if right. someone has, if you know that someone has something against you in the way that you've offended them. And it's like, you know, you, your, your gift at that moment is not acceptable to God. Mm, so yeah. yeah, it's real. That's good. And I mean, again, so God has equated reconciliation with people with his reconciliation of us. And so if you have been forgiven by Christ, um, if you trust in him and your sins have been washed away the same way we should seek to forgive and reconcile with you. And even as I'm speaking, I'm thinking about people that I need to reconcile. Honestly, this is like, oh, Holy Spirit, yeah. what you talking and about? So this is not even like, this is not some big thing out there. Like there are people right now in your lives um, that you probably need to talk to yeah, um, and say something too. And, um, you know, I, I want to feel this question rich. Um, what do we do (laughs) okay so let's say all right you know all right uh, scripture all right there goes that bible again telling us what we gotta (laughs) do okay (laughs) (laughs) right so you hear the scriptures you're super convicted right as you are right now by the power of the holy spirit um i see that hand see that hand um and you know relationship is the goal and you try to reconcile with someone yeah and they do not desire to to reconcile with you yeah yeah. 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 What do I always say, you know, forgiveness, one player game, reconciliation, two player game. Um, you cannot restore a relationship with someone who doesn't want that relationship restored. Um, what I love about that scripture um, in Corinthians is just about the message, the, the ministry of reconciliation. Um, I am in ministry. I'm a pastor. Um, there are times when people are happily receiving my ministry and there are times when people are rejecting my ministry Mm. Um, when you share the gospel there are people who will accept the message of the gospel and there are people who will reject the message of the gospel Um, in the ministry of reconciliation there will be those who accept your offer to restore the relationship and there will be those who reject it and upon rejecting it there they are denying, you know, that level of relationship. And of course there's nuance here, right? So reconciliation means let's go back to the way we were. That doesn't mean the relationship is done. It just might mean that they're not open to it being back to where it was. And so there's a thing called conciliation, which is another outcome where it's just like, Hey, we're going to be cool. We're just not going to be as cool as we were. And there are some situations where that's actually healthy. There are some times where the offense is is relationship altering where changes have to be made. Um, and I think that although conciliation is not the goal, the goal is to restore the relationship to where it was. If it's a situation, especially where the other person is just like, Hey, I just maybe need some space from you. Or if the person is just like, Hey, you know, this morphed our relationship. I don't know if I can trust you in the same way right away. Or, you know, there's just some things where it's just like, maybe you need to start at conciliation where it's just like, Hey, there's no beef. There's no bitterness that's my brother, that's my sister. And we just going to take it from there, you know, 
you know, just kind of let that be a, a point where we're at. Um, we have to be open to that, too. And of course, the third outcome is the person may not want to reconcile. They may not want to consile. They might just want the relationship to be done. And at that point, the relationship is over. Um, you can pray. You can um, just let them know how much you value their friendship. But ultimately, if someone doesn't want to be your friend, it's not much you can do to be their friend. Um, but, man, my, my hope is that we are in. Like, because the way I'm talking about it now is just like people making the effort um, to even make that conversation happen. Cause for yeah. the most part, people aren't even in this exactly. space, exactly. you know, exactly. just going exactly. to the person and saying, Hey, can we be cool again? Like, <laughs> I wish that was the problem. Yeah. Like yeah. I just keep going to people and they just and don't, don't want to, <laughs> <reconcile. laughs> yeah. but that's not really the problem. Exactly. The real problem yeah. is just like, nobody's talking. Yeah. <laughs> no one is having these tough conversations. Yeah. So to answer your question, um, a lot of it depends on the other person. As long as we have the heart of reconciliation, when we go to them, we're offering the ministry of reconciling man in it goes hard in the paint when we are the innocent party yeah and we go just like god does to the guilty and say relationship is on the table if you would accept it Mm. because i have been broken by people who have come to me in my guilt and said i want to restore this relationship and it's just like oh my god but i'm so bad yeah and it's just like nah like our relationship is so much deeper than this offense and it's just it does something to your soul because it is a picture of the gospel yeah man it just mirrors that and so i would encourage that person man come with the ministry of reconciliation bring that put that relationship on the table and say you want it right and the other person's response really will define what level, whether it's reconciliation, conciliation, mm-hmm. or ending. Yeah. And somewhere on that spectrum. Yeah. And, and just, I mean, I just want to be clear. Like, we, we live in a culture where it's the first time I've been offended, I cut you off. I'm right. Cut, yes. You know, it's, yeah. it's right. New Year's Eve. I'm about to put the status up on my face, but I'm cutting right. everybody off that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> cut, I'm going to cut you off. And it's like, listen. Yeah, yeah. Now, some people might, you got to cut off. It's, yeah. If they're evil and bad and really taking you down, okay. Yeah fine but not every time somebody offended you or like you know you ain't talked to this person in a while or whatever and now you you know you feel some type of way or whatever the case may be and you want to cut them off it's like no the onus is on practicing reconciliation yeah. practice right. as far as paul says in romans i think 12 as yeah. long as it's up to you be at peace yeah, with all men like yeah. move the, the the drive should be i'm trying to be a peacemaker i'm yeah. trying to mend the relationship and if they don't want it they don't want it yeah. Yeah. but you your default shouldn't be i right, you, you said something i don't like or there's something <laughs> i don't like you cut off like yeah. that's not the default yeah that's right yeah because i mean Again, you know, relationship is the goal. Yes. Yeah. Relationship. And so if you value the relationship with the person, yeah, you know, you will go the extra mile to try to yeah. reconcile with them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. relationship is the goal. The Bible talks again about striving for and guarding against division and all yeah. these different things. Like relationship is the goal. Yeah. And, and really it's the goal because when you just think about this, like, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Christ yeah. died for us. Yes. So now we have the same father, right? And so we're siblings yeah. and heaven is real. Yes. Yeah. Heaven is real. Like there will be a day where Come we on. will be together. Yeah. Yes. And we will see each other face to face. And and in that time we'll have perfect relationship. Yeah. Right. You know, but I think living in light of eternity makes it so much easier to to reconcile today mm, yeah that's good yeah you know and i know for, even for me personally part of actually in situations where things might not be reconciled you know not maybe not by my choice or whatever what actually helps me is knowing and to to withstand and to maybe hope for reconciliation in the future is knowing that 
you know, we will have perfect relationship in heaven. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so... And and scripture yeah. calls us all the time to live now in light of what's coming. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So Just, living in light of eternity. I mean, the yeah. same thing we think about Christ. Like, why did Christ endure the cross? For the joy that was set before him, right? Yeah. And that, even the fulfillment of that yeah. is in heaven. The fulfillment of that is when all things are reconciled back to back to himself. Yeah. yeah. And so in that same way, we, we fight and we strive because eternity is real. Because heaven is real. And... um and so we want um, our uh, the love that we have then for people to reflect now. Yeah, it's completely. Good. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Any last thoughts you guys have before we close out? Yeah. Um, here's some hard truth. Yeah. This was an episode on church hurt. We spent a lot of time talking about reconciliation. Here's why. It most people who are in this state of decay and church hurt are silent. Yeah. Mm. You Come on, Doc. are not expressing converse you're not having conversations with the person who's hurt you you are silently suffering in the pews you are Hmm. potentially taking things out of context um Hmm. you are losing out on a lot of potential relationships because you would prefer to sit in a state of hurt um than to get it rectified um and i've just seen a lot of people who have just like man Screw the church. Church is whack. Yeah, I was at this church, and then this thing happened. Okay, so what did they say when you told them? Man, I ain't feel like, man, they got it. It's just like, wow. I am fascinated by how many people, Yeah, like how many church leaders in this city alone walk around not knowing that they have exiled, Mm. you know, these people. And it's just like, man, how bro... And, man... I just know the level of brokenness I would feel if somebody was like, yo, you did this to me and I wanted to leave the church, mm-hmm. man, I, it would break me to my core to hear that. Yeah. Right. And I know I'm not the only pastor in the, in the city that would have that level of brokenness to hear that from a congregant or someone who's just a member of the church. And I highly encourage you to engage in the conversations with the people who are hurting you engage in the conversation with people who are hurting you because you always have the option to opt out right so if you engage with them and the conversation is that turns out that they are evil and they're just like ah forget you which i doubt i doubt that that that, that's gonna happen most times when i've encouraged people to move to a place of talking with the other person the other person is delighted to engage in, you know, just ways that they can improve that relationship. You know, if you're at, if you're dealing with, you know, believers here. And so that's the hard truth. I would love to play, you know, that everything's equal and sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Most times it's good. Actually, most times you go to somebody, um, they're going to want to work it out with you. And you know what, if it doesn't work out, Hey, you could just go back to doing what you were doing, which was, you know, not being in relationship with them, but, but your conscience is clear. Yeah. Like you've done Did you, you do can. everything, you know, and that includes the leaders like, man, the it leaders, pastors don't have the ability to create amazing church experiences. It's, it's a combination of our efforts, but it's also the people on in the community. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. as our church even grows, I think about, how many people on a Sunday whose faces and whose names I can't match. Right. And it's just like, man, we, I am depending on like the loving character of other people to bring, to be ambassadors really for our church as well. 
And it's just like, man, like I really pray that if you are suffering in a church and you feel like the leadership is no good or you feel like the people in there are no good, I encourage you to have a conversation with the not with other people because y'all be doing that. Y'all definitely <laughs> talking to somebody about it, but yeah. you're just avoiding the person who's doing it. Yeah. Um, to sit down and have that conversation um, with them because my experience in this community in, in New York is that most people are too quick to make a judgment call based on their interpretation of said event. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to offer one of my, um, foundational theological groundings for what, um, propels me to reconciliation. Um, and that is, um, the ultimate justice of God and, I think what keeps us from one forgiving people and two um, being a, trying to be a peacemaker is that there's a real sense that what this person did was wrong and it really hurt me and I do not seem to see them suffering in any way because of it like I don't mm. see like there's no there's not been any justice that right. has been done as a result of this and the feeling of being wronged is a real and good and true feeling. Yeah. And you don't want to downplay that. You were wronged. Yeah. And I think because we want to hold it, 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 we feel like we're punishing the person when we withhold relationship. Mm -hmm. And if, if that's the only justice that can be meted out in the situation, then we'll take that option then. And to try to act like things are all good and pursue reconciliation and all that type of stuff, right? Or even forgive the person, like conciliation, like yeah. anything like of that yeah. that sort. Um, but I, but I think, man, I, I like to think about divine justice um, in this moment to recognize that nothing that was done to you that was a true wrong will not be um, judged accurately yeah. by God. Um, and there are two places of judgment that will be taking place if the person is a believer. All of the wrongdoing that they have committed has been judged at the cross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Truly dealt with. And I think sometimes because we have a low view of the cross. Right. Yeah. And the fact that Jesus was really and truly punished for the offense that that person commits. If this person's a Christian, mm -hmm. yeah. this person has been true. Jesus took on the punishment for the offense that was done. And so for you to not want to pursue any reconciliation or forgiveness or anything like that is at some point kind of re-crucifying Jesus. Like you're saying that what Jesus did wasn't to enough. wasn't enough for this person to actually be forgiven. And if right. God forgives them for their sin, then why, who are you to hold that to how, how, who are you to mm. still hold on to that? Right. So again, the gospel itself propels us. Now the person is not a Christian. There is divine judgment. There is the wrath of God. Right. And some of us have been horribly abused, you know, and horribly mm. have dealt with horrible things and we're holding on to bitterness. And I just want to let you know that justice, you know, um, judgment is mine, says the Lord, like yeah. I will repay. And, you know, I'm, God is an avenger of those who have committed these offenses and the wrath of God remains on that person. And I think once you know that justice is coming, you can say to yourself, okay, I don't have to be the, the giver of that mm. wrath. Yeah. Like I can let go of the wrath, you know, and I can forgive people. I can pray for people. 
um, and I can pursue some sort of um, um, reconciliation if that's possible uh, because I don't have to be the one to hold on to anything. Um, and so for me, that that's an encouragement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, it helps me to want to um, move in that direction. That doesn't, that doesn't say it just, it's a magic pill that all the hurt and pain is going to go away when you remember these theological truths. But I meditate on that and it propels me to forgive, especially the brother to brother piece. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because you don't want to minimize the cross. You don't want to minimize the fact that, you know, this was really and truly taken care of. Like Jesus didn't just get beat up on a cross. Like the wrath of God was poured out Mm -hmm. on him and the offense has been forgiven. And I think God will look at believers on the day of judgment and say, how were you able to hold this against him when I have forgiven him of this debt, Mm -hmm. you know, him or her. So I don't want to be that person that has to have that conversation with Jesus. Right. You know, so let that be an encouragement. Yeah. And honestly, that's something that I've definitely personally dealt with. Um, and wrestled with is that how how is it that I'm so hurt through this and God has forgiven them yeah you know what I'm saying um, to the point where even in, you know in praying about it and just really like um, you know being reminded that God took that punishment and so yeah. in, in actuality you know am, am I saying that God's God's punishment was not enough yeah you know that Jesus on yeah. the cross was not enough to remove this this thing and so yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think for me, I would say, um, one, if you're a church or a leader um, leading a group, um, to definitely set a, a atmosphere um, in your place uh, of worship um, of reconciliation, of, yeah. conf- of conflict resolution. Yeah, that's um, good. Make it you know a normal thing to... That's good. Make it normal. Yeah, normal. make, make it a normal it. thing to... <laughs> Uh, attack the elephant in the room. Yes, you know. I think we used to have the, attack mad elephants. We used, to, we used to have a statement: no elephants, was it? <laughs> right. Even no elephants. Like, um, make sure you're you're running to tension and addressing that. Set that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too for um, uh, for people who may be experiencing, um, you know, or, or uh, hurt um, from someone, or maybe you've been hurt and you're having mm-hmm. trouble forgiving and even trying to reconcile I think there's an understanding to have that some of what you feel or is your flesh at war with itself yeah right and then some of what you feel is right and true mm-hmm. and then some of what you, some and then some of it may be conviction of this is how the relationship should be like ideally with God and so mm-hmm. really just there's there is a sense of wrestling um to go beyond just what you're feeling what the, you know maybe you want justice or in, in the issue or whatever to get through to what what does god say about this and what should this look like going forward yeah and i think that's hard super yeah. hard that's hard because you're wrestling with the flesh you're wrestling with your own emotions your own desires in yeah. a situation um yeah so that's also important well guys this has been another episode of city image Bye, bye, bye. Mm, One heavy, year. Yeah, this, this is the joy that convicted me. I'm out here telling people this. I'm like, Damn, <laughs> yeah. Man, get on the phone. Mm. Damn. Much love. That's what's up. Much, uh-huh. much love. Yeah, well, but this is a real issue, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and I mean, real. yo, one year down. Let's start the next year and then, you know. State of conviction. State <laughs> in a better place with relationships. Word. <laughs> Word. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks for st- Love you guys. sticking in. Here's uh, Daniel, the creator. 
Brian, Brian the Theological Giant. Boom. Signing out. All right. Peace, peace out, guys. <laughs>